I'm here today with Chris Reed of Majedi Asset Management, who's the manager of our new UK income fund. Chris, now of course Majedi is a name that is familiar to many of our investors, but you're a new fund manager on our investment platform. So perhaps we could start by asking you to describe your investment process. Well, what we're trying to do, to be honest, is really very straightforward. We're looking for companies that can, you know, really significantly improve their business operationally. So, you know, the classic example of a company that people think is just, just an ordinary company, but actually turns out on, you know, two or three years down the line to be a great company. And those are the sort of companies that, you know, in the stock market will typically trade on a very low price to earnings ratio. And then over time, as they become, you know, recognized as greats, they re-rate and you make a lot of money uh, from that. And if you look at my sort of background, I spent um, 15 years in the markets as an analyst primarily. So that's given me the skill to be able to hunt down these companies and really identify which ones in the sector are you know, underappreciated gems. And then before uh, joining the city, actually, I spent six years actually working in, you know, at the coal face in some of these companies, trying to help change them. So that, that also helps me decide which companies are actually going to be successful. Uh, the process is very simple. All we do at Majedi is hunt for clues you know, to try and indicate companies that might be changing, might be improving. Then you know, we put those clues together and do a lot of analysis to sort of see if actually we're, we're, this company's for real and there's something, you know, a really good change that we can invest in. And then uh, you know, we act. So what you're describing is a process that looks to identify good companies that are going to become great companies. How difficult has that been in a momentum-driven market like the one we've had for the past couple of years? You know, in a funny sort of way, there's never any shortage of ideas uh, at all. We, you know, there's 15 of us uh, at Majedi that work in the investment desk and, you know, we all share ideas and you, we're usually drowning them. So, you know, for example, at the moment, uh, there's been quite a big mid-cap sell-off in the UK market. That gives a lot of interesting mid-cap ideas. Um, but I think where you make the money really is the analysis. That's what takes the time and that's what makes the money. And, you know, that does uh, take a lot of effort. So let's go on to talk about sectors and some of the stocks in those sectors and start perhaps with the food retailing sector which has been in the doldrums for the last couple of years. Are there opportunities there in your mind? I think what's interesting about food retail is you know the first step to making money uh, is, is understanding what people are expecting from, uh, from a company at the minute and the good thing about food retail is that all the stocks are trading quite a lot below book value and that really tells me that you know the stock market basically thinks that these companies like Sainsbury's, Tesco, Morrison, they're effectively dead in the water. There's never going to be anything uh, positive from them again. So that's a really good starting point. So if I look at the sector and I'm looking for companies that I think could leapfrog their competitors, to be honest, the one I come up with is Sainsbury's. I think one of the reasons why you know the stock market is worried about food retailers is they just think there's no place for them in the modern world. People are never going to shop there. And I think what's interesting about Sainsbury's is they have you know what Justin King, the previous CEO, called his his roundabout test. They've been really working at relevance, working at reasons why people will you know take that left turn off the roundabout and go into Sainsbury's as opposed to say Morrison's or Tesco's. And you know the evidence the last few years is that they've succeeded in doing that. So you know what you've got really is, is a company that's trading below book value, is, is broadly doing the right thing, it needs to close a few stores, uh, but it's, it's still relevant to modern consumers. And you know that's the sort of company that you know I'm quite happy to invest in. And you know we, we've got high hopes for Sainsbury's in a two to three year view. 
So another holding in the portfolio that you've got a substantial weighting in is BAE Systems. What attracts you to that company? BAE Systems is really quite an interesting company. As you'll know, it, it's a defence contractor. So uh, you know that means that it actually makes some very complicated kit for the UK and the US governments. Um, specifically, it makes the F-35, it helps Lockheed Martin make the F-35 plane for the US, and it also makes the, the Typhoon. Uh, and these are, you know, these are quite difficult things to make. And, uh, you know, really BAE Systems doesn't earn a lot of money from doing it. It's not making excessive margins, only 10% margins. So, you know, what's happened over the past few years is politicians generally, and in fact, I think all of us have kind of hoped that you know, defence isn't really relevant to the modern world. And, and so they've sort of shunned the sector. So if you fast forward to sort of this summer, I think investors, you know, in the world have sort of woken up to the fact, the sad fact that defence is, is, you know, it's, 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 a, it's a necessary part of the modern world. And, you know, it, therefore BAE, who's now offering, you know, products at reasonable prices that, it, you know, that, that deliver, deliver basically protection for states, it's seeing a rising order book. And, you know, analytically, we would look at that and know that a rising order book means a company could trade from maybe 10 times price to earnings all the way up to 15 times, which is, you know, 50% on the share price. And, you know, I think BAE is that sort of company. And, you know, just to conclude, it's also yielding 4.5%. I mean, income's quite, a, you know, a very important part of this, this fund. Uh, so that means we're being paid to wait while, while it continues to improve. That's really interesting. Now as well as holding stocks that have got high yields, I believe I'm right in saying that you've got some stocks in the portfolio that have got no yield at all. What's the rationale behind that? I would say more or less 5% of the, 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 the funds, uh, you know, net asset values in companies that, that don't yield anything. So the way we look at income, and income is, you know, it's critical to this fund, is, is at the portfolio level. Um, we've got this uh, really quite whizzy in-house system that monitors income every month and, uh, you know, all the way out to three years. So I sort of know exactly what's happening at any given time. Um, and what that means is, you know, d depending on how intensively a company is improving its business, it may not have the capacity to pay a, a dividend, you know, in the current year. So, you know, by, by sort of being able to shift the burden a little bit more onto companies like BA Systems, who, who've, you know, paying income today and have the capacity, it means you've got just a little bit, you, you don't have to apply as much pressure on some of these future dividends payers and you know that's really what we're looking for we're looking for you know the, the the dividend payers of tomorrow as well as the sort of the the steady income payers of today so as well as investing in UK securities the investment committee has given you the opportunity to broaden the mandate to include some overseas shares what attracts you to those companies and how do they differ from your UK holdings as you'll know, 20% of the fund uh, can, you know, is in overseas plus cash, the sum of overseas plus cash. So we have a bit of flexibility. I mean, the UK market is very exciting and, you know, 80% of this fund at a minimum is in the UK because that's primarily where most of my background is. But I think that the problem is you do from time to time get these companies that, you know, we just don't have listed on the UK stock market. And that's, you know, something new that, that you know, we're really looking for that you, you just can't access on the London listing. So, for example, uh, we've got um, Microsoft in the fund. 
fund, which you know really there's nothing like Microsoft in in the UK market, and uh, you know that that's quite an exciting company that I think is about to resume strong growth. And we've also got another company called Brooks Automation, which you know you probably won't have heard of, but it's it's a sort of a company that's developing completely new uh, life sciences solution, all very high tech stuff, but you know it's net cash and it pays a four percent yield. So you know exciting technology developments that there's not that many of those available in the UK market and that's what we use that flexibility for. Chris that's been a fascinating introduction to your investment process. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Any views and opinions expressed are solely those of the individuals and are subject to change. Where individual securities are mentioned they do not necessarily represent a specific portfolio holding and do not constitute a recommendation to purchase or sell. Please be aware that past performance is not indicative of future performance. The value of an investment may fall as well as rise and you may get back less than you invested. Returns on equities cannot be guaranteed. Equities do not provide the security of capital characteristic of a deposit with a bank or building society.